If you knew exactly when you were going to die, so many financial decisions would be simple. But generally, we don't. So today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 427, Joe and Big Al spitball on death, taxes, and trust issues of the estate planning variety. Fair warning, it's The Dark Show today on YMYW as the fellas discuss cancer trust funds, making your trust the beneficiary on your retirement accounts, when and how to take Social Security benefits and pension options, and a few different Roth conversion strategies, taking into account the five-year rules for withdrawals, and potentially donating required minimum distributions to charity rather than doing conversions. I'm producer Andy Last. See if you catch my spoonerism in today's episode. And here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. Hello, Joe, Big Al, and the YMYWT. My name is Dave. 58, married, two children. You plan on retiring in six, seven years. Live in Colorado. Drive a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. I can see that in Colorado. Me too. Preferred beverages. Whit beer. Whit beer. What's whit beer? Is that like orange wit? Whit beer. It translates to white beer, which is typically brewed with a pale marley balt, unmalted wheat, and oats for a creamy mouthfeel. A spiced beer with coriander and citrus notes and a small amount of lactic acidity. Okay, okay. There's the citrus <laughs> part. Okay. So it's similar to a Hefeweizen or a wheat beer. Got it. Got it. Okay. But it's translated to a white beer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's got longevity, he says. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's that white beer. Yeah. <laughs> It's light. Yep. It's good. Longevity equals good. Yeah. Right. I expected to live as old as my parents who are in their 80s. Lifestyle. Enjoy travel in Whitbeer money. All right. Sounds good. The second time that word came out. I know. He likes that. He white does. Beer. He wants he to it. emphasize. We'll see if we have it He's comes up again. Just pound white beers all day. <laughs> <laughs> current assets include 401k, current value 1.2 million, one third Roth. Max out contributions of 73500 per year. That's a little rich contribution, isn't it? Big it's, it's very good. What is the standard contribution for a 401k plan? Uh, it would be if you're over 50, 30,000. So 30,000 times, see, is his wife working or didn't say? I believe. Well, they do have his and hers IRAs. So, yeah. well, anyway, he could do the pre tax part or, or the post tax part. I mean, you think he's doing after tax contributions? I'm guessing. Yep. Is he going to do the Megatron? I think he already does. <laughs> I think that's the plan. I'm not, I'm not seeing any <laughs> mega back garage door, <laughs> we haven't, barn door. Hasn't said that yet. Got it. All right. His and hers IRAs. Uh, worth about 280000 Roth and max out contributions of $15,000 until retirement. Other investments, stocks, bonds, and cash of a million dollars. Homes worth $1.2 million, got a $100,000 mortgage. Uh, work pension plan has a couple of parts. Okay. All right. So okay. he's, oh, here's the question. Got it. He's got one-time lump sum payment of $200,000 at retirement. Okay. And then he's got a pension plan payment. With a option of okay. three. Okay. Okay. First option is just take a lump sum, 1.6 bill. Yeah. So you take the lump sum, you roll that into an IRA, and then you take distributions, you invest it how you want. You're no longer tied to the pension plan. Right. Second option, you can take an income stream, $10,500 a month. It's right. pretty rich. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. So you can take 1.6 million cash upfront or take ten thousand dollars five hundred a month or you can do a little hybrid yeah half split half yeah got split it split eight hundred thousand dollars 
and then uh, 5250 a month. Right. Between the three pension plan options, which would be the best? Enjoy the podcast. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, great question. We're not going to give advice here, Dave. We're just going to spitball this a little bit. Let's see. Well, if you knew when you're going to pass, then it would be well, easy. Longevity. Good. I know. But it's <laughs> He's not, got good longevity, he says. It, but it's not. It's white beer. It's not equals guaranteed. Got it's it. just good. So let's say he lives 20 years. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's the assumption that he has to run. He sure. has to look at what is the, uh, you've got to discount the, or take a present value look at yeah, the yeah. cash flow. So let's say he's get $10,000, 500 per month for life. And he is 57 or 58 years old. He's going to retire, let's say at 65. And yeah. so if he lives until age 85, I'm guessing is probably, if, if you use a standard, let's say a 5%, it's 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's actually 20 years did come out to 4.9. Okay, well, look at yeah. that. First time and, I've ever done this. And 30 years comes out to 6.9. Okay. Yeah. All right, so it's, if you live past 20 years, the annuity is probably going to be a little bit better. Agreed. If you have a 20-year life expectancy or less, then it probably makes more sense to take the lump sum. With that being said, if I had a hybrid option, I'm taking the hybrid. Because You're I get a little bit of both. Hedging your bet. Hedging, because at, if you take it at 65, 85, I mean, you're not going to be spending a ton. Well, Big Al's going to be spending a ton at 85 because the guy lives on green juice. Yeah, <laughs> that's very expensive. <laughs> He's going to live until 155. I'll get a good rate of return for taking the annuity. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, th- I mean, it's a longevity play. It is. Um, if you want to take a little bit more control, do you think you could get, let's say, more than 6%? Right. Or 5%. That's what I kind of estimated as a discount rate. That's yeah. what most of these companies use. Sure. So if you're like, hey, I'm going to take the money and I'm a really good investor and I'm going to get 8%. Well, yeah, then it makes sense to manage your money. But guess what? If you're going to try to get 8%, the likelihood of you getting three is probably higher than you getting eight. <laughs> True. Let's see. What would I do? I already have about. Well, Big I, Dave's I, got a big wallet like you. He's got. He's already got two and a half million, right? Plus, yeah. we get another two hundred thousand. So, approaching three million, he's adding. He's going to have over three million by the time he retires. I'm with you. It just depends upon your willingness to accept the risk of a short life expectancy, and you would want a survivor. I'm, I hope. Yeah, I don't know if, yeah, if it's a single I, life or joint. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to assume it's survivor because then you have a much better chance. In fact, if you retire, Dave, at sixty-two. And your wife, it doesn't say how old she is, but anyway, probably at least one of you is going to live to 92. That's what the stats are right now. So that's a 30-year period. So that would be almost a 7% rate of return. I like that, but I understand what you're saying too, Joe, which is maybe maybe you go half and half just to hedge your bets. Right. I mean, then you get a little bit of a floor of an income. Yeah, because here's- I, what, well, We don't know what he's spending. No, no, we don't. And so we don't have- We don't know Social Security. We're, we're we just going up these numbers in a vacuum, but you have to think about this. Like, what if you and your wife get- in a car accident, wow. hate go. to say it, but let's, and, and so seven years <laughs> after you retire and then the kids will lose out on some, what would otherwise be inheritance. So, yeah. so that's, but you have to think about Stay that. Out of that Rubicon. <laughs> Drinking that white beer. Don't, don't stay on paper. roads. Try 55. <laughs> All right. Uh, good luck, Dave. Congrats. Uh, let's move on to, what do we got? Melinda from Milwaukee writes in, she goes, some members of our family have a genetic syndrome that makes us highly susceptible to developing cancer. That's too bad. My mom is 72 and currently 
fighting cancer. She has planned to divide up her estate, however modest, among three children. I suggest putting amount maybe 10%, about $10,000, in a trust earmarked for the kids or the grandkids. Should they need financial assistance in future related to cancer diagnosis of their own, whether it be loss of income or medical bills, the poor gal has been through a lot, and it's amazing she even has any nest egg to give. It'd be nice to protect others, but I'm not sure uh, the unaffected kids wouldn't feel happy if too much money went to the cancer fund. Any suggestions? Oh, cancer fund. That's yeah, it. yeah. For for future, so, just for, in, in case. First. Yeah, yeah, it's the first. And at, so she's saying 10% or 10,000. So I assume that means mom has about 100,000. 100 yep. So you put $10,000 into a trust. Yep. Okay. And, and then and you're earmarked for some I, sort of medical need in the future. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't do this because a trust itself is going to cost $2,000 or more just to set up. So that's going to take. 20% of principal. Melinda, it's just too small of a number, I think. I wouldn't go the trust route. I mean, you could have a special letter of instructions for the kids if the You could just set up a separate brokerage account. Well, yeah, sure, you could do that, but or a separate letter to the kids, separate letter of instructions to the kids saying I want you to set aside 10% for, you know, future cancer needs or or however she wants to say it. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, she'd have a will or a living trust to distribute the assets, but then she can have a special letter of instructions to go along with that. Or you could even put it in the will if you wanted to on a suggestion. It's more of a suggestion, though, than a requirement suggestion for the kids to set aside some for future medical. But I think what what Melinda's asking is that, all right, no one knows if any of the kids or grandchildren are going to get cancer. Yeah, especially with modern medical advances. So but maybe let's say one under the three kids draws the Yeah. Right. Right. And so there's this pot of money that's set aside from the gross estate that's not earmarked towards any of the kids unless it triggers if someone needs a medical event. Is that how you read that, Andy? Yeah, I think that's basically the idea. Yep. Yep. Versus saying, hey, 33% or, mm-hmm. you know, 33, a, a third, a third, a third of 10,000 uh, of 10,000. Yeah. So and then you compound, no, I, um, you know, growth upon that. Yeah, I think that makes some sense. But you're right. Just setting up a, a legal document like that is pretty expensive. Yeah, I suppose if you want to have a separate account, but then someone has to kind of oversee it and be in charge of it, I guess. So that can be a little tricky with siblings. But at any rate, it's a great concept. But a trust to me is way too expensive to do this. Well, so, so how they how would a special letter of instruction be set up? Is that done by the attorney that sets up the the living will or the trust? Yeah, it could be. Or or it could be like Joe's suggesting, which is basically maybe mom sets up $10,000 in a separate account right now. Mm-hmm. And basically the letter of instruction said this $10,000 is to stay in perpetuity for whoever needs it for future medical issues. That, yes. That's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look at that. We came up with a solution. All right. Good luck with that, Melinda. Thanks for uh, the email. Make things as easy and straightforward as possible for your beneficiaries. Give your loved ones a document that contains everything they need to know about your life, your accounts, and your estate before you pass. Download our estate planning organizer from the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. It's organized into helpful blank sections so you can simply fill out everything from your financial account details and insurance policies to your contacts and your final wishes. Then you put this document in a safe place and give a copy to your family. And don't forget to update it regularly. 
To get your free estate plan organizer, just click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app, and you'll see it right there under free resources right before the episode transcript. Uh, we got, hey, Andy, Joe, big L. This is Miss Mary from Maryland. Okay. All right. I love your show. I learned about it earlier this year from a post in one of my Facebook retirement groups. How about that? Wow, we, we made it big time. Yeah, <laughs> we're in Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook retirement group. Perfect. I'll be a guest speaker. Your show is a perfect combination of information and humor. You're like the car talk guys of retirement finance. I listen to your podcast whenever I go to the gym, and it makes me want to work out even more. Oh, I like it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's our Come thing. Come on. Yeah. I'm 60 and my husband's 64. I've been retired for four years and he has been retired for six. Okay. I drive a 2023 Toyota RAV4 hybrid plug-in. Okay. My drink of choice is a coconut, pineapple, bubbly, sparkling water. We have no kids and our pets are the birds that come to our bird feeder and the goldfish in our pond. Okay. Uh, yeah. Low maintenance. Yeah. It's just got a pond. Well, Probably big backyard or something. Yeah, I think so. My question is about making our joint revocable trust the successor beneficiary of all our retirement accounts. The surviving spouse is the main beneficiary. You recommended against doing this, but why? Oh, boy. (laughs) Want to get into this, Big Al? (laughs) Well, I I do want to see your answer now that the stretch IRA is gone. Okay. It's a little less important, I think. We hope to spend most of our retirement funds before we die in our 90s. Uh, but should a car accident, man, what is up with death and car accidents today? Well, we're <laughs> this is the dark show. <laughs> <laughs> but should a car accident or some other misfortune take us out sooner, like tomorrow, uh, we want our funds distributed somewhat unequally between our five siblings, four nieces and nephews, a friend, and three charities. We have no mortgage on our house, and we want to bequeath it to a friend with enough money from the retirement accounts to pay the Maryland inheritance tax. Okay, a couple things here, Miss Mary. Currently, I have $1.2 million in a traditional IRA, 475 in a Roth, and my husband has 654000 in a traditional IRA and 970000 in a Roth. We have 214 in a joint brokerage account. These accounts will change over the years due to growth and withdrawals, so we can't just designate some people as beneficiaries on certain accounts. In our scenario, does making the trust the successor beneficiary make sense? Or do I need to list 13 separate beneficiaries on each retirement account? We had the trust set up six years ago. Appreciate your spitball. Okay. I'm all ears. What's your answer? Yeah. (laughs) I would do 13 separate beneficiaries. Why? All right. So let's talk about a couple of different things. (laughs) So she wants to give money to a some charities, sure. which is a non-designated beneficiary. Yeah. So that kind of blows you up. Yeah. So that means you have to distribute in five years or what does that mean? Correct. Look at you. you yeah. You've been studying up or? Well, no, that's just, just from memory. memory. Carrie, you'd say this a hundred times, <laughs> so but, but, but see, I guess what I'm saying is now you have to get it out in 10 anyway. So it's not as big a deal. Right. Because what is the purpose of the trust is really The main goal of the trust would be, all right, let's say if you have minor children that you're giving the money to, if you have maybe, let's say, a special needs individual, if you want asset protection and you want to control the money from the grave, right? You don't trust your nieces, siblings, and things like that. So you're like, okay, well, you know, we got millions of dollars here. They're going to blow this. So I want to give little Johnny a couple of bucks a month until he 
turns 80. Right. I mean, all of that stuff you can't really do in retirement accounts anymore because the stretch IRA is no longer. So once you pass, right, there is no more inherited IRA. Well, it depends on the beneficiary, and I'm not going to get into all those rules, but it sounds to me like the living people would be non-designated beneficiaries, that the money has to come out within 10 years of the retirement account. Right. Unless they're within 10 years of the age of the... Correct. And our siblings. (laughs) I think some would qualify. Maybe. (laughs) So the issue is, is that before you would be able to kind of control it, you would only distribute a small amount of the IRA and it would be distributed out because the distribution was based on the life expectancy of the person that inherited it. It doesn't necessarily matter today. It's going to come out in 10 years, roughly. Um, And so what's the purpose of the trust just to hold it in trust for 10 years, just to make it simpler. So you don't have 13 beneficiary statements on four different retirement accounts, but you have 13 beneficiaries on the trust document. I know, but that's already done. But you still got to put the beneficiaries on there. What's the difference? You're gonna. I, I know what you're saying. No, I, so then there's two different types of trust, right? You got a conduit trust and a, a discretionary trust. Right. So if it's a conduit trust, then it has to be a look through, see through trust. Oh, well, here we go. Right. It has to do all of this crap. I yeah, mean, there's yeah. so many errors that can happen if you name your beneficiary part of. The, yeah. the trust as the beneficiary, right? Yeah. So I, look through I, yeah. see through trust. It has to the trust document needs to be to the custodian. All beneficiaries have to be identifiable. She's got three charities, so it's gonna blow up anyway. Yes, which basically means that all the money has to come out five years instead of ten years. So so you have to pull the money out five years earlier. And then I guess your second point is the money's in the trust. So how do you figure out how to distribute it? Exactly. Yeah. So as long as it's a look through to see through trust, you would be taxed at the beneficiaries rates. Yeah. Right. But you got all of these different beneficiaries. And if it if it gets held in trust. Yeah. Right. Well, then it's going to get taxed at the trust rates and the trust rates are a lot higher. than. But you can set it up to distribute when people are entitled or when they earn the income. But there is no RMD. Hmm? There is no RMD. But let's talk about that. So if there's a charity, the money has to be distributed in five years. Is it one-fifth each year, or can you decide when to pull it out? You wouldn't name the charity. I think you would name whatever part of the retirement account. Just have that as a beneficiary on the account. I wouldn't even put that in the trust. Yeah, so I guess if you're going to do the trust, then you do the which you're not recommending, but you do the trust and then you have the three charities. So you don't you have, have the IRA trust and you're keeping it. That's why you're for this. I, I'm not keeping it. I don't, I don't see the point anymore. It, it doesn't make any sense. But, they have but, an IRA trust. But yes. Unless you want to control the spending. Exactly. That's the reason you have a trust. I'm or just protected from I'm, creditors. Yeah. Right. I'm just suggesting it's less critical now that there's not a stretch IRA. That's it, all I'm suggesting. Yeah, because everything has to get distributed out. (laughs) Right. I would have 13 um, beneficiaries. And And actually, actually, better yet is maybe you pick and choose like the Roth accounts are going to be more valuable. So maybe you want those assets to go to different beneficiaries than the non Roth accounts. Right. Well, she's got the house going to the friend. Yeah. But then here's one thing that she said is that I'm going to use the retirement account to pay the taxes for the estate tax of Maryland. I don't know if you want to do that because then you got to pay tax to pay tax. You do, right. You might want to use your cash, your brokerage account. I don't know. What is the estate laws in Maryland? I'm not an expert on that. We don't know. We are not attorneys. Yeah. By any stretch. No, I would even guess. 
But I will say different states do have an inheritance tax. But your retirement account is the last place you want to go yeah, because be- you have IRD tax to pay the tax to pay the tax. Because you pay federal and state tax. To with, get the and, money out. to get And then whatever's left over, then you, you pay, pay the, the estate, estate tax. tax. Correct. Yeah, not a great plan. No. But yeah, I get it. I think you can map this thing out. You can say, all right, well, here's what our spending is because here's where it gets a little bit confusing. And I understand what she's thinking is that the trust would be a lot easier because, hey, we're going to live into our 90s. We're going to invest this money and it's going to grow. And we don't know what accounts are going to grow at what rate. And we're going to take distributions and life is going to happen. So, but we want to make sure that it's going to be totally un. Um, people are going to get different dollar amounts. It's not sure. going to be a, a, a straight line across. Yeah, you know the nephews are going to get a lot less. The nieces are going to get a lot more. Her best friend's going to get the house, right? And so she's like, "How do I do yeah. all of this?" No, I understand what she's saying. So with what you're suggesting, which is the right answer, by the way, I'm not disagreeing. I think it's less important than it used to be. However, like let's say a sibling passes away. So now we're going dark again. This is the dark show. So so now you've got to change beneficiary statements on four different retirement accounts instead of just change your trust. It does make it simpler in some ways. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, if you're just on top of it, then by all means do that. But the likelihood of the the successor trustee to understand the laws and know what to do and how to take distributions and not make a mistake because IRA plans are different than any other assets because they're just infested in taxes. And it's like, oh, you got a million dollars in here. All right, Johnny, you get two hundred thousand. Boom! I'm going to distribute two hundred thousand, and guess what? Boom! It's not. It's, it's all taxable, <laughs> right? You got to change the title of the retirement account to the trust, and yeah, I yeah. mean, so it gets complicated. It, it does. I agree. Uh, we got Douglas from Bonita, California. Hey, I'm 39 years old. Teach middle school. Recently started contributing to a Roth 403b. What's in parentheses? Post tax. Thanks. Just so you know. Douglas. <laughs> okay, good. But we didn't have to look that up. Huh? Yeah. Is it Roth post tax or free? <laughs> you, yeah. you are writing into a financial. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Once I learned that I could contribute up to 22500 annually, if I did not contribute any of my pre-tax 403B account, when I roll over my Roth 403B to Roth IRA after 59 and a half, is there a five-year rule that limits my ability to take dividends out of my Roth IRA? Most will currently contribute to my Roth IRA. Thanks. So he's got a Roth 403B. He's going to continue to con- – he's 39. Yep. So he's he's looking at 20 years out. Yep. He's going to roll his 403B into his Roth IRA. Yep. And since he's over 59 and a half, and he's already had a Roth IRA established for over five years, he's curious now because he's rolling these 403B dollars into his existing Roth IRA, does the five-year rule apply? Yeah, I'm not sure if he has an existing. Does it say that? Yeah. I roll my Roth 403B to Roth IRA after 59 and a half. He said, when I roll, that's in 20 years from now. His last sentence is, I also currently contribute to my Roth IRA. Oh, okay. (laughs) Check, 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 got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, you're all good, Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Once you start any kind of Roth IRA, the five-year clock starts for purposes of dividends, income, growth, after age 59 and a half. So yeah, there's no limitations with your plan. So when you roll the 403B into the Roth IRA, you're over 59 and a half. It's already yep. the five-year roll. Yep, yep. Okay. So, all good there. Congrats. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Swala, Salawa. Salwa. 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 That's interesting. S-A-L-W-A. I'm 60 years old. My ex is 74. 
He's collecting Social Security. I work. Make $100,000 $100, a year. Am I eligible to collect his Social Security until I reach my retirement age? If so, how much am I eligible for? Uh, no, you're not eligible. I agree. First of all, you have to be 62. Secondly, if your income's over $20,000, you're basically going to give back the Social Security anyway. So don't even think about it. Yep. You got to wait seven years. Yep. Six years and six months? Yeah. You, well, yeah. It's their full retirement. Probably at six, six, six months. I'd say 67, yeah. probably at that. So, yeah, at age 67, yeah, you can collect on if you want to collect at that point and not without regards to your income. Or if you retire early, sure, then you could collect it, but not while you have other earned income. Hi, Andy, Big Al, Joe, the all knowing. Yeah. Oh, you're the all knowing. Wow. They know, uh, people know how to butter you up, right? That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, that's badass. <laughs> uh, looking for some guidance on how much Roth conversion makes sense to do, if at all. All right. 61 years old, spouse 58, both retired. Probably spend about $85,000 per year, including taxes, and have no debt. We have a combined about $1.1 in deferred retirement accounts. I have a small inherited IRA that I take yearly RMDs from the old stretchway. Have $34,000 in pensions, which is for life and has a partial adjustment for inflation. $90,000 in cash. We also have $230,000 in a Roth IRA. Selling our house, relocating to another state, which has a 7% state tax, South Carolina. Our current state tax is a bit lower, but not much. We will have an additional $60,000 left over from the sale, which combined with our current cash will be used to pay for taxes on the conversions, which I plan to start later this year and continue until I'm 65. Looking to determine if a Roth conversion makes sense and how much we should convert. What do you think? Up to the 12? Not worried about Irma at 65, as any increase due to the conversion will be short-lived. Oh, I like Paul. Yeah, that's <laughs> man. Especially because he buttered you up. Yeah. But not draw on deferred accounts yet, which with the market being down. Living frugally on pensions and cash will start to take around 3.25% drop from the main deferred account in 2024. Best regards and love your show. Paul from New Jersey. All right, 85000 is the spend. 35000 is the pension. Okay. And so, so uh, he needs $50,000 a year. He's got um, 1.3, 1. Yeah, 1.4 million. Yep. Roughly. Yeah. Call and it then he's going to get another 60,000. Yep. Yep. 34. He's got room in the 12, 1.1. He's already got, he needs 50,000 regardless to live off of. Yeah. I like the 12% tax bracket. I do too. And so 34,000 and the standard deduction is about 27. We'll say twenty-five. He's so so. It's we'll we'll, we'll say there's ten thousand right taxable income mm -hmm. just just to make it simple. Sure. Okay. And so the top of the he's got 12%, seventy thousand yeah, roughly. Top of the twelve percent. It's actually About it's actually ninety. I think. Let's see oh, here. 20, 89, yeah. So ninety thousand. So in other words, you can convert about eighty thousand dollars and still stay in the twelve percent bracket. That I believe is going to be the right bracket for you to stay in, because with the pension. Of course, we all have Social Security, I'm assuming, but you're going to be withdrawing from your retirement accounts. You're probably not going to be much. You're probably not going to get to the next bracket. So that's why we think the 12% makes sense. Yeah, because you could pull out $80,000 now and stay in the 12. 
um, he needs fifty thousand to draw from, right? With taxes included there, sure, sure. So I mean, it pull out eighty to top of the twelve. Yeah. If tax brackets change, then just go to the top of the fifteen, try to get as much out, and yeah. then until you need the cash, um, which will be in a couple of years. And then with less RMDs, chances are less of your Social Security will be taxable. So I, I like that. Hey, we've got a bunch of free financial resources for you in today's podcast show notes. You can watch the replay of our latest webinar on the financial markets, inflation, interest rates, and the chance of a recession. Plus, this week's episode of Your Money, Your Wealth TV is called Going Solo, Navigating Your Financial Future Single. Check it out and download the companion guide just by clicking the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app to go to the show notes, then look for the financial resources section just above the episode transcript. And hey, you remember how Miss Mary from Maryland said that she learned about YMYW in a Facebook group? If you tap that share button in the podcast show notes, you can help spread the word about YMYW too. Answering your questions. Scott Kevin from Raleigh writes in. He goes, hey, last week or so, you had a question from Kelly and Shotgun Whiskey. That was so- you actually said Shotgun Shelly because shotgun he, he Shelly. used the money for shotgun shells. But Shotgun Whiskey, I think they also drank whiskey, so it works. Shotgun Shelly. It was my favorite. <laughs> in Idaho, about converting of their traditional IRA, they said they did not need the money because they live frugally. Curious as to why they should convert it all. No kids to pass it to. Why not just leave as is and donate to charity? The part of the RMD that would kick you above Irma or the 24% tax bracket. They would completely avoid the tax while supporting their local gun club or dog rescue. Well, that's quite the <laughs> we're, we're now, observation there, we're, Kevin. Yeah, we're, we're now getting comments on our... Spitballs. Yeah. I like it's like, yeah, your spitballs suck. Yeah, that's what he yeah. said. So anyway, I will say that Kelly's email actually did say we are planning to start Roth conversions this year. So that is what Kelly wanted to do. So yeah. well, I think you guys went bit, on that track. Gives them a little bit more control. I, I think and so I too. Think people say they live frugally and then all of a sudden frug, frugally. Yeah. Right? Is that, does that sound, that sounds like off. That doesn't even sound right. It but, only sounds wrong from you, Joe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but right, people say that all the time. But then and, and they end up change. spending like one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, no, that that's right. So you don't need it now, but you go into some some kind of, you know, senior living, Ooh. and 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 the first and the first level is is you know just senior living. It's not not you do some shopping for my mother. Are you shopping? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway, the the first there's like three different levels, right? And the, the first is just you know you're living there. There's really no deduction. And I think you, Chuck and Shelley was like 58 years old. I know, but you're only talking about like nursing homes. <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> trying to expound on your topic. Why Got things it. could change. Got it. Actually, husband was 67 and wife was 63. So Chuck and Shelley was 67 years old. I think it gives them more control. It does. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I mean, and so, so okay. Let's if, not, if let's, you want to go on more vacations, let's not use the senior center. <laughs> okay, more more vacations. Oh, I want to get a better car, or right. I, I, you know what? We're retired. Let's let's get a second home. Right. I want right? to drink uh, higher end. I want Oban McAllen eighteen. <laughs> I don't want to worry about which whiskey I'm taking. Yeah, I'm not. I'm getting rid of the Jim Beam. <laughs> and I'm gonna go highbrow. Because and here's the problem is if people don't think about this is is like why should I do it when I'm in my 60s? It's too late. Well, you're probably going to live into your 90s. It's not too late at all, right? 
Yeah, but Kevin also has a point too, right? It, yeah, if they want to give their money to charity. They never said they were charitably inclined, but yeah. they could do that. They could do a CRD or um, QCD. QCD, yeah. yeah. Qualified charitable distribution. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah. Up to 100 grand, so right. p- part of their RMD, so they could keep themselves in a lower tax bracket that way. I will say, though, that a lot of people are charitably inclined, but not everybody right. is. And we have seen people that have more money than they will ever spend. We tell them you can spend more, uh, can't spend more. Okay, you can give money to your kids. I don't have any kids. How about your nieces and nephews? Nope, don't want to. Okay, well, then you give it to charity. No, I'm not charitably inclined. And then it's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm going to spend it. You're well, you not going to spend it. You just said you're not. Yeah. And anyway, I, I get it. Actually, Kevin, this is a perfect observation. You are correct. Yeah, if you really don't need the money, there's no reason to convert. You can give it to charity if that's part of your plan. But yeah. not everyone wants to do that. Kevin, you got a podcast? <laughs> Probably. Maybe we could forward some of these questions your way. Yeah, let's get your take on it before we answer. We're going to go to Nancy from Foxborough, Massachusetts. Okay. Hi, <laughs> right, Joe, Al, Andy. I'll try to be brief. Okay. okay. Thank you. Like it. 2015 Toyota Corolla, 19 crimes. Art shard wine. All right. Okay. My question. My husband and I have a profit sharing plan, completely company funded, that he rolled over in its entirety to an IRA at Vanguard. Someone long ago told us never to add money to that account. It could be should be kept separate. I don't know why, but we never did add any money to it. But now I'd like to roll it over. I'd like to roll over his 401k from a different employer over to that account just to consolidate the accounts. You think that's fine? Would it require that funds from employer from a former account somehow be kept separate within that account? Will it be a headache? <laughs> I think the hard, the hard, the hard shard, <laughs> the night to the hard shard probably give you more of a headache. Um, <laughs> thanks for all the advice you give about so many confusing financial matters. Enjoy listening to your podcast each week. Well, thanks, Nancy. from. Fox, bro. Remember, there used to, this is a while back, a while back, I want to say at least 20 years, where you were supposed to keep your rollover IRAs separate from your regular IRAs. And I think that had to do with rolling back in. I think that was the rule. But nowadays, it doesn't matter. If you have it in an IRA at Vanguard, just who cares? Yeah. So what you're referring to, and you do say that someone told you a long time ago, and I'm going to say that at least 20 years ago, you, there was reasons to keep it separate if you wanted to roll it back into 401k, but that's not but, true anymore. Yeah. You had a rollover IRA and then you had a standard IRA, but I also remember why you would want to keep that separate, but I, off the top of my head, I, I there's, but, yeah, but there's no logical reason to know because the, <laughs> the IRA rules have been, <laughs> they've been simplified. They're all the same. A rollover IRA is the same as a regular IRA. It's, it doesn't matter. A profit sharing plan. Do you think there was ever basis in the profit sharing plan? Well, maybe, but it would still show up in the IRA, right? Yeah. I mean, if they filed in 8606. Yeah, correct. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I, I can't think of a reason to separate it anymore. Yeah, I mean, but I do remember, have this vague memory. It may have been 30 years ago. Yeah, I think it was the same person <laughs> that told us, too. Probably. <laughs> I read an article 30 years ago from, <laughs> a long, from, long time from ago. that guy. If you have a profit sharing plan, never co-mingle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I remember that early in my yeah, career. Just combining, cross your fingers. 
don't have to crash your fingers. It's fine. All right. You got that uh, a new one that you guys printed off right before you came in. Oh yeah, you can do that one. You can do sure, that one. No problem. That, that's a long one. Wow. Here we go. Hello again from the banks of the now thought out mighty Mississippi. I didn't think I'd be calling you again so soon for your wonderful spitballing, but I would love to hear your thoughts on a potential life changing work situation. Oh, okay. The plot thickens. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, my employer made some changes to the retirement eligibility requirements for its employees. There are two retirement options being offered to me by my employer. One, the year I turn 57, I'll be eligible to retire with a small pension that will be around $15,000 a year. It has a potential COLA. It will be maxed out at 2% per year, but has been 0% in the past. I will also be able to stay on the company's health insurance at a discounted rate. Uh, for around $2,500 a year. Uh, number two, the year I turn 60, the pension will be around $18,000 a year with the same COLA in health insurance premiums as above. I'm still 53, still single, still a renter with no debt. Make about $100,000 a year. I've always maxed out my employer in self-directed retirement accounts plus 50 plus catch-up contributions. Currently, all retirement contributions are my 401k Roth and self-directed Roth. I also have approximately $5,000 into my brokerage account, give or take per year. After savings and taxes, I live a very comfortable, non-penny-pinching lifestyle on my take-home pay. I view and use whatever dividends and potential gains from my brokerage account spits out every year as an added bonus to boost up the fund meter. That's where the fun is, through the uh, dividends. The fun meter. <laughs> I wonder what her fun meter looks yeah, like. She has, you know what? She hasn't said. This includes traveling, staying active outdoors, going, hanging out, drinking yummy local brews. All right. Okay. Uh, my plan was to retire at 60, but the new option at 57 is very exciting. I would like my retirement paycheck to be sufficient to maintain my current lifestyle or increase it so I can potentially boost the fun factor since I will have more fun time on my hands. Gosh, she just seems like a fun person. She does, right? I will probably travel a little bit more and have some spending creep with some time on my plate, but I'm sure I don't see it being a huge increase after using an algorithm of amalgamation. Wow. This print is very small. I, I'm, I like I'm, I'm that's the, that's, I like yeah. algorithm. That's a good word. An algamoration <laughs> of amalgamation. Of online retirement. That's a hard word. Oh. <laughs> uh, I got to get hooked on phonics, man. You can get glasses, Joe. <laughs> um, I need those too. I did get my in a little eye exam. You did? Are you okay? No, oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Really? So this is all you. Yeah, just when you got like tiny baby print here. <laughs> now. Okay. I'm, I'm, all right. So an algorithm. <laughs> Of online retirement calculators while plugging in a conservative rate of return of 6 to 8% range in a 3.5% inflation rate, they all say I should be okay. All right. My current overall portfolio sits at approximately 70-30 stock bond, low-cost index funds. 401k is 600 grand. 401k Roth is 50,000. Self-directed Roth, 100,000. Brokerage account, 250. Total, million bucks. Social Security, her annual statement will be about eighteen hundred dollars a month at seventy thirty five hundred dollars a month. My questions are: 
Do you see a feasible option to call it quits at 57 versus 60? Given I'm single, have no debt, and no heirs, when I fall into the rare group where it might make sense to best to collect Social Security at 62 versus 70. Okay. As an update, Jake from State Farm is ecstatic. That's her. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's Jake, Jake from State Farm. Oh, it's yeah. ecstatic that okay. spring is around the corner. He does not have to wear his winter getup while prancing around the banks of the Mississippi. See the pick. Oh. <laughs> Very Does cute. he have slippers on? Yes. <laughs> you got to like do that when it's snowing. <laughs> okay. Currently working on emptying out the basement fridge from the plethora of variety leftover beers for March Madness, NBA playoffs, and the Twinkies. Okay, I know what the Twinkies are. <laughs> and a little home opener. Yeah, right. He's got parties in the basement for right. little brews and cocktails. Right, right. 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 Like it. Okay. Million thanks. For the bounty full of laughs and knowledge, you spitball out every week. Keep rocking it, boss lady. Okay. Boss lady. Okay. So 57. That was a reference to me being the boss lady. This what email was sent to me. Yeah. Oh, it. okay. Got it. Okay. She's got a million bucks. She spends. Where, where's this? Where's did she? Where did she spend? She spends. Well, she makes a hundred. She saves 30. Yeah. Saves 30. She probably spend then 10 in tax for, she spends 60 grand. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. That'd be a good number to know. So if she spends $60,000 a year, she's going to get a pension, right? At 57, she's like 15,000. Yep. So she needs 45,000. She's got a million dollars, right? And then she's got social security coming at 62 or 70. Yeah. Right. You know, say she pulls four and a half percent out of the portfolio at age 57. And then she pulls her social security at 62 or 70, that distribution rate is going to probably go to three. Yeah. It'll go down. Yep. For sure. And she's single. Yep. I say, go for it, boss lady. Yeah. Go for a girlfriend or who's this? This is Midwest Fabs. Midwest Fabs. Midwest Fabs. Okay. Yeah. I don't see a problem with that either. I say you've done a great job saving. And if you want to retire at 57, go for it. It looks like this works, right? Because you got the 15,000, you're short about 45, you got a million dollars. You're right. That's about a four and a half percent distribution rate. That would be a little high if you didn't have social security, right. but you do. And so she's got a minimum of $20,000 a year in social yeah. security. So let's say you got yeah. $40,000 covered out of the 60. Right. So you need 20 on the million. Right. And so at age 62, $1,800 a month, let's call that 20, it's a little over 20,000, we'll call it 20, right? So you got 20 plus 15, 35, so you need 25. That's a two and a half percent distribution for life. That's a great distribution. Although you might even want to push it out, just run some math here because this works at 62. It might even work better at 64 or 67 or 70 in terms of when you take social security. But yeah, no, this works. I would encourage anyone that can retire, that wants to retire, if it works financially, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to retire. <laughs> it, it doesn't work for you. I got it. <laughs> but I believe that Midwest Fabs here is pretty active. Yeah, me too. And so she's going to retire at 57 and she might get a little bit bored. So yeah. she could find something that, you know, part-time, pick something up. T- totally agree with that. And, and maybe you make $20,000 a year. Now yeah. your distribution rate is almost nothing. Yeah. And that money just continues to grow. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Congrats on the the life-changing event of your pension and the retirement buyout and retire at 57. That's a pretty good accomplishment. Yeah. And I would say you don't even necessarily need to work part-time, but you're right. You may get bored. And if you do make a little bit of money, it only makes this better. Got it. 
Is that it? Or we got another segment? That's We're- it. All right. Awesome. Thank you all for your questions. Keep them coming in. Andy, great job again today. Thank you so much. Big Al. That was half assed at, at, <laughs> at most. Well, yeah, this was a this was a D minus show, right? It was dark. <laughs> We're talking death and in yeah, but like what, retirement facilities. But when you're it's like, you know, when you're like, he's 60, he's just looking for the second phase of his life. Yeah. But and he, you're like, oh, he's trying just to wait until <laughs> he starts shopping for these homes. They start out, you know, that you one. can eat by yourself. And then someone's going to feed you. That, that guy, someone's going to wipe you. That guy's only 57. It's a little early. Nevertheless, when you're making these kinds of decisions, pay out or lump sum, you got to think about it. I can it. see what's going on in your life right now. You're not in your 60s. So you don't know how this just works. It's reflecting. <laughs> all right. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. Show's got your money well. Check out the latest photo of Midwest Fabs' cute dog, Jake from State Farm, dressed for the snow in the podcast show notes. Oh, and that spoonerism I mentioned at the top of the episode, it was Marley Balt instead of Barley Malt right in the first segment. I didn't even notice until after we'd recorded And in the derails, we've got listening to YMYW at the gym using a fake name and the story of 19 Crimes Hard Shard. So stick around. Help new listeners find YMYW by leaving your honest reviews and ratings for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and any other podcast app that accepts them. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call us at 888-994-6257 to schedule your free financial assessment either in person at one of our seven offices around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals on Joe and Big Al's team at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. I listen to your podcast whenever I go to the gym, and it makes me want to work out even more. Oh, I like it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's our Come thing. on. Yeah. Let's do another set. Push it up. Let's go. I got to keep, I got to listen to what they're saying. I got to do two more sets. Come on. A couple more reps. You got this. How does finance make you want to do more reps? Because you don't want to stop because you're hanging on every word. I don't know. Or you want to get to the derails. Oh, my God. It's like, geez. If I can only do reps till I get to the derails, then I can go have a cup of coffee and, and let. <laughs> My drink of choice is a coconut, pineapple, bubbly, sparkling water. Of course, you're grinding out at the gym at 60. You're getting in some more reps listening to this awful show. She probably looks like she's 40. I'm sure she does. Yeah. Paul from New Jersey. Please don't use my name on the air. Hopefully oh. that's a different name, Eddie. No, it says, please don't use my last name on the air. Oh. Oh, yeah. Last name. Which we didn't. We didn't. Yep. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, we didn't didn't say. We'll call him Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. He's got. We well, should probably start the email. Hey. Yeah. Well, no, he said last name. We didn't say Paul, last name. Please call me Steve. Back <laughs> <laughs> so, when you get done with the whole thing, and then you, then we've already called him Paul. I do actually read all the way through these, and so if there was something like that that was important enough, I would put it at the top for you. Oh, Not that you would read it, but I'd, uh, I'd try. You're saying we can trust you, so you've, you've got us covered. I try. It's a hard shard. It's well, the cool thing is it's actually it's a Chardonnay, and 19 Crimes is apparently an Australian winemaker. 
And they call them that. Oh, they're also associated with Snoop Dogg. (laughs) And they call them that because apparently there was 19 crimes that if you committed them in in, uh, Britain, that's what got you shipped off to Australia if you were a convict. So they were punishment by transportation if you committed any of these 19 crimes. Oh, okay. Well, that's a a good little history lesson. So things like grand larceny, petty larceny, bullying. Oh, sorry, buying. (laughs) Stolen goods, et cetera, et cetera. That would get you shipped off to Australia back in the old days. Stealing fish from a pond or river. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to fish in your pond, Joe, and then I have to go. Stealing roots, trees, or plants, or destroying Setting fire to underwood. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Bigamy. Bigamy got you sent to Australia. As assaulting, cutting, or burning clothes. Yeah. No, you can't. Clandestine marriage. You can't punch out a coat. <laughs> but a hard shard, I guess I've never really heard of a hard shard. Not a big wine wine guy. I'm <laughs> not sure what that means either. I'm getting into wine more. Oh, yeah. But um, no, I don't know what that is. Look, oh, that doesn't even ship to every state, but we're going we're gonna to try to get some. All right, it does ship to California. Massachusetts, I guess, is one of them. It does? Yeah, first okay. thing. All right, there yeah. we go. Yep. Little hard shark, little 19 crimes coming my way. Okay. 